water dogs when they saw the Robin <laughs> As Andy Copeland right there. <laughs> Yo. We're flying high with the wings and talking all things lacrosse. You're now listening to the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. What's going on, everybody? We are back for a locked and loaded episode number 117 of the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. KB and Dom coming at you live from Underground Studios. Make sure you guys check out our design tree storefront, dsgntree.com. Search Outside the Box. Get all your merch like we always say. If Connor Field's dad and now Blaze Reardon's dad and after this weekend, I'm getting Mr. Rambo on board and the Rambo family's going to be rocking our merch. You should be rocking our merch. Use the promo code SPRING20 for 20% off your entire order. Dom, we got a lot to talk about today. Dude, this is a wholesome post. Very wholesome. Super cute. If you missed the news, we'll get to it soon. Because I'm telling you it's rigged. The first, I'm, I'm telling you it's rigged. The first domino has fallen in the PLL. It's rigged. In terms he said, of... He, he replied back and said, glad to be back. <laughs> back from what he never left he's never mind all right we'll save it we'll, we'll save get it. to it we'll we're gonna break down this weekend's nll action we'll save it get to the big news of one rp3 announcing his jump to the pll and a whole bunch of pll contract extensions coming out today as well and did the nll commissioner confirm what we saw about team number 14 you ain't sneaky we see you, Kamish, friend of the show, Nick Sikevich. Uh But, Dom, this weekend, games were wild. You got a game in hand on me. It doesn't even matter. But the Wings <laughs> did not help us on Saturday. It doesn't even matter. Uh, they I'm dropped, an empty shell of what I used to be for these picks. They dropped the season series to the New England Black Wolves two games to one, and they lose on Saturday afternoon, 9-7. to seven. They just couldn't overcome the first quarter that New England had. They got off to a hot start, and the Wings just they this game overall. Being there in person and talking to other people in the press box, we were all just like, "This game is sloppy with a capital E." Like it was just from the get go. Twenty six seconds in, Ryan Wagner's fighting somebody. Ryan Wagner needs to get a tryout with the Philadelphia Eagles to be a linebacker because he took somebody to the ground. Uh, Listen, all I gotta say. Jesus Christ, Callum Crawford had three assists, too. Um, all I got to say is, man, I know last week I said Dane Doby was going to win MVP. <laughs> I'm going back on my word already. Yeah. Callum Crawford is winning the MVP. More than likely. Dude, 
not only did he get Higgy with that insane finish after the ridiculous swim move, but then he got him with the dig in. Same exact move twice. Not the not the same swim, but the same finish. Same finish. The the I had deja vu fake in the press box. In the air, twister underneath between the lid. Do you know how triple C you have to be calm, cool, and collected <laughs> to pull I that mean, off? He's quintuple C's calm, cool, collective. Callum Crawford. <laughs> the five C's, dude. I mean. My big hat That's tip goes say. to Joe Nardella, friend of the show. Yeah. He finally kept pace with Trevor this season. The yeah. first two matchups between these two teams, Trevor had Joe's number. This one, they almost go 50%. Uh, Trevor still ends up winning the faceoff battle 11-9, to nine, but that was a big factor in this one. Joe was able to create at the faceoff, create opportunities uh, for his team in transition, and the wins just looked super sloppy. It was disappointing because... Corey Vitarelli was back. He had a great game in this one. Uh, Matt Rambo played well again against New England. Nothing new there, but they just couldn't overcome New England's first quarter where they put up four goals. And even though the Wings shut out New England in the third quarter, uh, they couldn't get anything going scoring-wise. And the Wings dropped it. Yeah, that goal was disgusting. We're going to get to that one in a little bit. Oh, my God. There's some... All I gotta say first off, before like I know like I don't want to talk about this game too much. I'm already pissed off about it. But um, um, there were some insane stat lines this week yes. from a lot of players. What a, what a weekend! It was what one weekend. of the best weekends we've had all season long. Um, Andrew Q had a great game, friend of the show, rookie of the week nominee, and uh, New England just continued to kind of sit at the top of the division. And uh, things were a little interesting in the East Division nightcap game. New York kept it close for a long time, and then Georgia was able to pull away in the fourth quarter with a seven-goal blitzkrieg of the Riptide. And, Not uh, going to lie, I was holding my breath. I was like, you know what? I'll forfeit this pick because the Wings just lost. Uh, but hell of a performance in the fourth quarter. Hell of a performance from Lyle Thompson in this game. I mean, Lyle got the score and started at the beginning of the game. They were already down to nothing. Seven points overall, had ten loose balls. For a forward to have ten loose balls is pretty absurd, and Lyle was just creating God, all night long. Seven points on the night, dog. Like, what the heck, man? Yo, my man, Brendan Bomberry got a goal. He did. Friend of the show. The My podcast guy. science, Dom, has officially kicked in for every guest. Was that a lightning bolt or a Lyle Thompson snipe? <laughs> yeah, dude. Lyle was on his head. Lyle was he playing. Was oh, my God. He oh, my took God. The fourth quarter. Um, and, you know, Georgia was able to put seven goals together to New York's one, where Yo, New York has been good in the fourth hold quarter up. this Yo, year, too. Look at this clip of the, the like Lyle Thompson goal. The dive and watch the ref. It's cool. <laughs> what? Why does he have to have that power stance? Like he's <laughs> squatting no, air. No, he like he like thrusts his hips forward too. Like it's cool. <laughs> what is that, dude? It looks like you're like clean and jerking. Like you're you're doing some sort of press. He's got a medicine ball in oh, the air. Oh my god, that behind the back was so Disgusting. smooth. And then he gets it back. He gets it back. 
That is, oh my god, he's so good. They did the damn thing, and this is a game too where New York's up heading into the fourth quarter, six to four, and New York typically finds their stride in the fourth quarter because they're playing catch up, but. Georgia was like, nah, not today. We're not having a similar outcome like the last time we were here. And uh, New York drops yet another game, and Georgia padded you know, their second place standing in the East Division uh, in this one. But things got a little interesting yesterday between the Wings and Georgia, and we'll get to that. But Saskatchewan and Vancouver, <laughs> Grandma Rush <laughs> tells no lies. Grandma Rush, don't lie. The ass whooping in Yo. Saskatoon Yo. went down. Yo. And Mark Matthews is an absolute beast. Okay, nine points on the day, two goals, animal. Seven helpers. Seven helpers. Jeremy Thompson had his best game of the season, in my Winning opinion. Winning faceoffs, too. 17. 15 loose balls. And shout out to Logan Schuss, though, our boy. Had you know a, a coming out party? He's been injured a, a bunch this season. Mm-hmm. Really hasn't been able to find his stride. Had a hat trick in this Ew. game. Can we just filthy. talk? Can that we just filthy. talk about like that's illegal on so many planets. The can we talk about the D twig Mark Matthews Sheer got? Filth. What the hell? Like you should just quit. You You're should just done. quit. What the yo yo. That is it's a wrap. so disrespectful. On so, he said, and then he stares at him, and the dude yep. was just like, "Oh my!" God. I think like, that's the video that. Uh, oh my! Devin tweeted it and said, uh, "I see your college lax wave, and I raise you this and the NLL stare down." <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yeah, but that's well merited, dude. Oh yeah. When somebody tries, disgusting. like, listen, there's no worse feeling. Oh, there's there's a couple bad feelings in lacrosse, but like, one of them is getting swam on. It's like it's like you're not even there. The guy doesn't stop running forward. Yup. He goes right by you. But then to not be able to do it, and then lose your stick. Oh my god. And then disgusting. get stared at like. He went, what? Psych. Oh, mine. God. And he lost his glove, too. Oh, what a check. Dirty. What a check. Shout out to the future bachelor, Logan Chuss, though. The hat trick in this game. Mitch Jones with six assists. Ew. Um, Ben McIntosh had a hell of a game. Mark Matthews had a hell of a game. You know, Saskatchewan just came to party, (laughs) and they did just that. 25 assists on the 17 goals. That's insane. That's the number to look at. Ben McIntosh with three. Shatler with five. Jeremy Thompson with three. Best goal of the night, though, goes to Mike Messenger. Oh, my God. Yo. 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 The ball just rolling. Message sent. Picks it up just casually. I don't know who that is, but don't ever try to hit him again because you bounced right off. That's a brick wall over there. Oh, my God. That is so dirty. Ryan Keenan had five points in this game for Saskatchewan. It was just a, a blitzkrieg of Vancouver. and uh, Mitch Jones who? That's our boy. I'm but sorry. They, but, but Saskatchewan did hold him goalless. He assisted six of the goals. Listen, I call it how I see it. This is what I said on Twitter. Mitch who? <laughs> six helpers, yes. Disrespect. Six helpers from your MVP. 
You had seven goals. Yep. You had 12 assists. Ex- well, 12 assists, I mean, like, he was half of it. Like, yeah. every single, he had a part in every single goal. Obviously, like, MVP, but, like. It was literally they, him and they, Logan. They, and, and this is something that we've been saying, right? Is the key to winning against Vancouver is limiting Mitch's Jones' mm-hmm. impact. Make somebody else beat you. And if you Logan had him, a game, but he's you, not going to have a Mitch-type game. If you allow him to move the ball around, cool. Okay, let the other guys try to beat you off their shots. But do not let him get goals, too, because he will get assists. He will. It just happens. It's lacrosse. I mean, you, you score goals. Both teams score goals. There's not going to be shutouts. But if you allow him to get those plus goals, that's a problem. And, I mean... When you score seven goals and he's responsible for six of them in some way, shape, or form, I mean, look, you guys just put up 17 on him, though. Yep. Saskatoon. Grandma Rush. I think I, honestly, I don't even care that New England won this year. My power rankings, they're number one. Yeah. 100%. Easy. Um, Team that's climbing up the power rankings, we've been saying it. Seals is back. Uh... (laughs) 19 spot <laughs> like first off we just we just talked about a we just talked about a 17 to 7 game and then the seals win 19, 19 to, to 6. 6 i told you rochester sucks those wookie jerseys looked amazing first of all they weren't gonna lose in those jerseys no it was not happening connor fields blew up the death star dog <laughs> he that had was the goal of the week six points three goals three assists and he just oh that goal was pure bring, bring filth. Westberg, Chuberga, as I called him. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> Puns. Uh, eight points in this game. Casey Jackson had another five-goal performance. The homie, yeah. Austin Stotts, with seven points. Zach Stotts Greer with eight, eight points. Stotts ate Trey. Kevin Buchanan. Or, I'm sorry, Kyle Buchanan. Uh, eight points in this game. Dog, you thought Saskatchewan brought the assists? On the 19-goal San Diego had 31 assists. They moved the ball very well. 31 assists. Ooh, Casey Jackson got hit in the nuts. That sucks. And Rochester got contributions from Curtis Knight. That was really it. He had six points. Ew, yo. This is a dirty goal by Zach Green. Oh, yeah, that was The quick stick underhand? Ew. Ew. Oh, my God. Casey Jackson, five goals, two assists on the day. I'm just – I'm looking at highlights, obviously. Seals team looks Oh, my God, dude. Great. Uh, two for two in the power play. Uh, they had a tough Limited. second quarter with the penalties. But, I mean, yo. The, the one The one they gave to uh, – to gave away tonight was saved too, so mm-hmm. that was that was pretty sick. San Diego five six five three. Jesus, how did uh, Holden Katoni do? What was his stat line? One and one. This was the Curtis Knight game here's, for Rogers. Here's another theme. Oh, a thousand percent. But I think the difference between Vancouver and Rochester is Rochester is preparing for just building up. They have the where tank. Vancouver is like. Kind of in that middle way, where they have the pieces. 
I feel you. I, it's I, just I feel you not coming together where Rochester is like, okay, we had an expansion draft. Let's figure out who's going to be here long term and start to build around that. Where Vancouver is like, they've got the young talent on offense, but it just falls apart in the defense for whatever reason that may be. And if you limit your one elite playmaker, mm-hmm. you're going to get nothing done. 100%. Um, I agree. The next game was an absolute blast to watch. Buffalo and Halifax. Yeah. Back and forth game. Halifax ends up winning 11-9. to Shout out hey. Kyle Jackson. 100th career goal in this game. Shout out Stephen Keogh. Stephen Keogh with one hell of a All game. All I got to say, though, is shout out Cody Jameson. Oh, my God. He Stop. A- Jammer time. <laughs> he is. He was balling. Hit the game winner. He was balling. And Halifax got Warren, back on track. Warren Hill was a beast in net too. He made some king of the hill. Made some big saves. Uh, Halifax gets back on track. Oh my god, Kyle Jackson in a big way. They limit the offensive production from a high octane Buffalo team. Uh, it was literally, you know. Kluch had four points in this game. Ian McKay had a really good game, uh, even in a loss with three points from him. Corey Small, only one goal, uh, two assists. Josh Byrne, one goal, four assists. And then Chase Frazier, our boy, with four points with two goals and two assists. And they didn't have a – what's his name? Dane did not play in this game either, so that's another game that he's missed. That sucks. Um, Tough. tough. Halifax needed this game, though. They were – Oh, 100%. Downswing yeah, we talked about that. to get back that. on track. Jake Withers goes 22 of 24 at the faceoff. Yo, <laughs> yo, the, the, this assist from Cody Jamison. I saw this, Filth. I saw this, uh, yesterday when they posted it. Yo, how? Disgusting. Run through two guys, have them both kind of like really pressuring you, right? And then you just put it around the guy's head, like, hoi! And then, uh, what? How? How? What? Look, How you like, look this? at this angle. Look at this. Oh, Yerp. My, you thread the needle like Hit Tony Popper in like 07. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous, dude. This Halifax game was impressive, too, because six of Buffalo's nine goals, <laughs> nice, uh, came on the power play. And Buffalo had nine power play opportunities. King of the Hill, though, man. Was dominant. Big saves. Big game uh, for Halifax to come away with a dub, especially since. Yo, tell me why. Go ahead. Did the damn thing against Toronto. Tell me why Cody Jamison's last two goals, the one to tie it and the one to win, were the same exact play. Filth. Same exact play. Same exact play. There's a there's a double screen on him. He he floats into the middle and gets the shot. And that's the same play they ran that gave him the assist that we were just talking about to Graham Hawson. Halifax comes out, they get the ball to their best player, and they execute their offense. When they're on, they're on. And and he he was in the back of my head. I said to myself, I didn't say on the show, but mm-hmm. I said to myself, the reason I'm going to go with Halifax is because Cody Jamison's going to pop disgusting. off. Disgusting. He's going to pop off. You can Talk never about count, MVP conversation. You can never count him out. No, you, you can't. He's and, that X Factor blue chip player. They that, literally ran that same play. For everything that he wanted to get. And he can get it. Like, oh my god. That's so nasty. 
Calgary took down Toronto 13-10, which helped Halifax out in a big way. What'd I say? Evening up this division a bit. You called it, though. What'd I Curtis say? Dixon had the game he had to have. What'd I say? We said if, I say? if Calgary wanted to win this game, Curtis had to step up in a big way. He gets a hat trick, does Superman things like we're accustomed to seeing him do, and um, Calgary gets a massive win in my book. You know, Christian Del Bianco, our boy, uh, big, big performance, only allows 10 goals. And this is in a game where we found out right before game time, Captain America Tom Schreiber was back, and Dangerous yo, Dan Dawson came yo, back. Yo, I was so scared. I was so scared. I was scared. like, oh my God, you were they're like, getting the reinforcements You were here. like, I got this pick right. And it's not like those two guys had down games. Dan Dawson did what he does best, had three assists. Tom Schreiber had two goals in his return to the floor. But uh, you, this Calgary team is clicking ever since Dane Doby came back. Sure, he didn't have the goal production in this game. He had, he had five points overall, but everybody got involved. Curtis Dixon had three goals. Uh, Reese Dutch had five points. Shane Simpson had uh, two goals and one assist. Uh, Dan Taylor had four points. Dane Doby, obviously, with five. Tyler Pace with five points. And then just assists here and there from everybody. And a, a great performance from Christian Del Bianco gets oh, Calgary. Yeah, yo, that, that's, the save, that's the save of the week, too. The oh, Christian yeah. Del Bianco save, save of the week. Disgusting. I don't know, because Warren Hill has crazy breakaway save. But to have to have the, the frame of mind to make the first save with your shoulder and then throw your glove in front of the shot to block Gross. it and hit it out of the way. Gross. It was absolutely insane Disgusting. by Del And also, shout out to Del Bianco. Or was it Del Bianco? Or no, who was it that liked our, uh, the tweet that we put out about the uh, uh, the jerseys, the Colorado jerseys? Oh, yeah, I think it was Christian. Yeah, those jerseys are sick. Those jerseys are. And the only reason I kind of question nice. it is because he plays for Calgary. Yeah. But. He loves the league. Yeah. Uh, that was sick, dude. Sick. That save sick was save. absurd. That's save of the week, in my opinion. Oh, for hands sure. down. 100%. It's save of the year candidate. 100%. Because, like, this... Let me let me bring it back up. This is insane. Bang. Bang. Boing. That That's crazy. Yeah. But... Christian this? went in a blender. It's because it's so quick, too. You see the first save bounce right into the stick. Right into the stick. And he has to get right back at yep. it. Yep. That's Hill had year. time to make the save, set back up, and at least get his stick right in there. He's not set. That's back-to-back. Yeah. Quick save. That's insane. Absurd. Um, four o'clock went down yesterday, and it was not looking good. For our boys. No. Wings were down 6 nothing in this game. But all I got to say is, it's almost April. It's 2020. April's the fourth month. You know what, Kyle? It's time to blaze. Blaze had a crazy, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> blaze had a crazy blaze went game. Off. Blaze went off, dude. Didn't he have eight points? Eight points, five goals. Yeah. Crazy, dude. Kevin Crowley with seven assists. Kyle Matisse with a hat trick against his former team. It was that day. It was that kind of day. Josh Courier with two goals. And the ceiling 
game clincher, the dart into the back of the net from Brett Hickey. Yeah, that was a was fire filthy. Shot. He had five points in this game, and Trevor goes twenty two of twenty seven at the faceoff. I was nervous in this game. I was like, if they lose this game, season is more than likely over because they would have dropped, I believe, five in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Dropped all three games to Georgia, just coming off losing the season series to New England. Mm-hmm. But now, you come back and win this game after having a six-point second quarter and a four-to-one winning fourth quarter. This was the the win that the Wings needed to get out of this funk. 100%. I agree. You know, you look at the standings now. They're pretty much the same. Georgia has the tiebreaker because of the head-to-head matchup. But the Wings are right there. If yeah. some things fall their way and New England starts to lose a couple games. Well, yeah, New England has to play a couple New more England games. has a few more games to play to catch up. And if Georgia drops a couple games here and there, the Wings still have an opportunity to win this division or get a top two spot in the division. I mean, this win, I think, speaks a little more volumes than what people would actually say. I think that um, this was a gut check win. You're down six on the road in a back-to-back weekend, and you you win the game, right? It, it's it's tough, especially when you're on a losing streak, especially when you lose your first of the two games, and then you start that game out bad, like awful, like the worst you could ever start, and then the second quarter happens, and everything's kind of just turned back around. I was thoroughly impressed by this win because, like you said, you know, Georgia goes on a 6-0 run to start the game, and I'm like, all right, it's done. Game's over. They're going 0-2 this weekend. There's no shot yeah. because of how high-octane Georgia's offense is. And this is that also happened in this game where Miles Thompson was a healthy scratch. Miles did not play in the second half of the back-to-back for Georgia. Who knows if that played a factor at all? Because if Miles plays in this game, what does he do? But you know, hindsight I mean, is they did. A, I think they also did a good job of limiting Lyle to one goal and four assists. Yeah, that that's a big thing. Because oh. Randy Stotts got his had seven points. Shane Jackson had another hat trick. He was also left alone on an island early yeah. on in the game. And I was like, what are we doing? And they made the adjustments that they needed to make, and now the Wings are 8-6 and six with a schedule that looks like this. You've got New York this coming weekend on Sunday. Dub. Then you've got a bye week to kind of reassess and get set for this little last stretch of the regular season. No possible dub. San Diego comes yeah. in to Philadelphia, which will not be an easy matchup. Heck no. You're lucky you're at home. Yeah. Then, but that don't mean anything right now. With the no, Wings, with the they've lost they three play. straight at home. Um, and then final home game of the season, Toronto comes in. And then your final game Ooh. of the regular season, you go to Halifax. Good God, that's so tough. It's a tough stretch. That is so tough. They need to go 3-1. and one. I agree. At the At the worst. I agree. Take care of business at home. You have three games at home. Fix your home record. Recover those three games that you just lost. Win the next three at home. 
And I'd be okay if they drop a game to Halifax just because of how good they are at home. The real battle in that game is going to be Jake Withers against Trevor Baptiste. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Wings have an opportunity in front of them with their their schedule to take advantage of what is there and, and win some games at home, take advantage of being at home for the next month, and you know potentially clinch a playoff spot and not have to play for a wild card. Yeah. Let's talk about this game because uh, there were so many good goals in this game. Uh, it, uh, ten to eight, uh, Mammoth beat the Nighthawks. Uh, Turner Evans had a amazing. The homies, we gotta get him on the show. Yo, Turner, can we just talk about this behind the back off the post? That was disgust. No look. Just like that. Now that's like a. If you want me to to compare that to somebody I've seen play lacrosse before, that's a John Grant Jr. goal. One hundred percent. That is something he does. He comes up. Catches the ball, kind of just chills, gets the body, and then boop, just lets it go in net. Let's it go in net. It's just casual. It's just casual. It's insane. And then on top of that, on top of that, then you got Holden Katoni's no look behind the back. Filth. To set up a nice easy goal on the power play. Okay. Uh, so it it looked like at the time Rochester Rochester was rolling. Yeah, they were rolling seven three at halftime. Call up Fred Durst and Limp Biscuit. <laughs> These guys are rolling. Anyway, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm in one of those moods today. But then Colorado comes out of halftime and is like all right let's just match what they and did and throws the alley oop dog best goal of the weekend Ryan right Lee, here you absolute savage best goal of the weekend that's a top goal of the year honestly i don't know what's better this one or this one right here dude by ryan lee ryan lee had look how quick he gets us off goals. Scoop! With like little Filth. to no angle top ryan corner lee had a, like, a highlight in, game absolutely insane and those were both scored by him you want to get somebody into the game? Show them the replay of this game. Dog. This was one hell of a game. This was a hell of a game. Especially with Rochester having played a game already this weekend. They looked much better in this game than they did in their first game. And I was impressed by what I saw from Rochester. This is this is the type of game that it's like it drives you nuts because you see the potential with Rochester and their offense that they have. And it's like, God damn it, can you just put it together? Because you have the potential to be very good. Yeah. And then things just fall apart. And they didn't score a single goal in the fourth quarter after, you know, putting up a six piece in the first. They scored two goals the rest of the game. Yeah. So insane. Colorado does the thing. Insane. Wardle, Ryan Lee, Tyler Digby, Eli McLaughlin. They put it together and uh, get a massive win for the Colorado Mammoth. If we look at the standings now, a little bit of a shakeup in terms of just wins and losses and Halifax reclaiming their spot at the top of the north. But uh, the East Division looks like this. New England with the best record in the league uh, at 8-3. They are in first place in the East. Georgia 7-5. One and a half games back of New England. Philly is eight and six. One and a half games back of New England, but in third place because of the tiebreaker. And New York is one and twelve. 
North Division, Halifax back on top at 8-4. and four. Toronto in second place, uh, a half game back of Halifax. And then Buffalo 7-4 and four as well. But I believe by virtue of the head-to-head, Buffalo is in third place. So if the playoffs started today, your wild cards would be Buffalo and the Wings. Where's the B-Dub sponsorship? Let's get it rolling, NLL. Buffalo, Wings, let's go. Uh, Rochester's 2-10. and 10. And then the West Division is still all types of crazy. Saskatchewan is 7-3 and three at the top of the West. Colorado 7-6, and six, finally back over 500. San Diego gets to 500 this weekend. They sit at 6-6. Six and six. Calgary is 5-5 five and five in fourth place. And then Vancouver, virtually, their season is over. They're four and a half games back of first place, three games back of Colorado at 4-9. and nine. If I'm Vancouver, I'm just gearing up for the offseason and let's get a game plan together. Mm-hmm. But um, all of these divisions are literally going to come down to the final weekend of the season, which is incredibly exciting. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm excited for the game, or the games. Uh, it's it's really close in every single standing, and it's just gonna be it's gonna be real fun to see uh, just how the season comes to an end. Uh, every game matters, just like we were talking about with the Wings. For every other team, every game matters, unless oh, yeah. unless you're a New York team, not named Buffalo, not named Buffalo. Every game matters. Yeah, every single game. And um, or Vancouver, if you're named Vancouver, um, your season's almost pretty much done. Yeah, unless all of the teams in the West just fall apart. That's not gonna happen. No. So, um, it'll be interesting. But you know what else is interesting? This whole Turner Cup action. Saskatchewan still sitting at the top, two and one record. They are tied with Calgary though now. After Calgary gets the dub over Toronto, both of them tied for first place. Calgary and Saskatchewan, Dom, still have to play each other three times. That is going to be an insane three games. I think it's more interesting to watch those games just based off of the Alterna Cup implications than what the rest of the playoff like. They play this upcoming week on March 13th. They play on Friday in Calgary. And then in April, there is a back-to-back home-and-home Saskatchewan at Calgary. And then Calgary at Saskatchewan. Jesus. Tell that me. has massive, not only Alterna Cup implications, but West Division implications. Because if Calgary wins two of those... They might as well all take a bus together. Like, Calgary still has a legit <laughs> shot in this division because... Of this. They have three remaining matchups against the top team in the West. We got ourselves something, something nice. Something nice. This NLL season has been... Wild. This is a wild season, dude. Uh, Toronto sits in third place. Excuse they are me. three and two in the Alterna Cup. Halifax is two and two. Vancouver's zero oh and three. Speaking of Halifax, though, dumb. The commissioner was in Halifax and announced Team Fourteen is going to be officially announced in the next thirty to sixty days. Uh, obviously, you know we talked about the leaked patent about Fort Worth and the Panthers, and you know. Not big fans of the name and wish it was in Dallas, but the commissioner put out a tweet on March 8th at 6.06 p.m. saying, The Halifax Thunderbirds are a great study in how to launch a franchise in North America. 
have brought fans young and old to see the NLL and lacrosse, including this young fan who he took a picture with along with the Halifax mascot named Hashtag Dallas. They set a new standard as we look to our next expansion, Hashtag Sports Biz. He also said that the Team 14 market is going to be U.S.-based. Commissioner tipping his hand right here, confirming what we found and, and we're thrown a little bit of a bone. that yeah, it's uh, Las Vegas. <laughs> Team 14 is going to be the Fort Worth Panthers. Uh, not Dallas? I, I mean, the patent was filed under Fort Worth, which typically when people discuss Fort Worth, they say the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Because, oh, okay, yeah, because I was going to say, it makes no sense to open one in Fort Worth. And open one in Dallas yeah. also. That, that just I think the redundant. arena is going to be in Fort Worth. Um, I really, it's either that or Las Vegas. Like when oh, I said when I said Vegas, percent. I'm not lying. Like he I wasn't trying to be are... funny. Like, like there's a reason they went to Vegas oh, yeah. and and played a game. They said he also said that you know Team 14 is going to get announced soon, and then they're going to take a break for a little bit, assess some things. And then get up to that 16-team threshold before they go through conference realignment and everything again. But he said there are seven cities vying for the other two spots. Nice. So it's going to be an all-out bidding war. You know we've had the tip of of San Francisco since last year. Atlantic City. (laughs) Boardwalk Hall. Bring something in there to save the city. (laughs) (laughs) No, I never. Never. That would never work. <laughs> but uh looks like our uh our little tip of Fort Worth, Dallas gonna be happening. Listen. We don't play around, guys. We give you the right news. We well Kyle does the investigative journalism. <laughs> and then we talk about it, see if it's legit, and if we think it's legit, it ends up on the pot. And then when it happens, we make sure we told, we let you, you know. You know who got it. We make sure you know we told you. That's what we're here for. We ain't rookies to this. We in this thing. This is, what, year two? Year two. Of, year two of this pod. Right. Year three year of the. Year three of the network. Network. We ain't new to this. Nah. You see how comfortable we are talking? This ain't this ain't no newscast. New to this rodeo. We're not just repeating stuff to you. This is me and Kyle. Kyle and I, excuse me. Just sitting here talking, shooting the breeze. And if we get a little and news letting you tip, guys know, we we'll let the y'all deal. know about it. The PLO is what's up, Dom, because the first domino. Of the entry draft. (laughs) (laughs) Got knocked over today. (laughs) Entry draft obviously coming up on next Monday. So we'll talk about that uh, next week. But the first domino has fallen. And the much anticipated news came out today. Rob Pinnell announces he's coming to the PLL. Dog. I mean, it was only a matter of time. Like, there were, like, a couple things that were, like, leading up to this anyway that you kind of, like, like had the idea. First off, anybody that followed, like, some people, like, I don't know, I guess the PLL assumes that it, 
their fans didn't really watch the MLL that much anyway. Because anybody who really followed how the we MLL, think y'all know, like your fans know about y'all. Y'all played in the MLL two years ago. Well, some of them just follow them through college, and then they That's don't true. follow the MLL. They follow them personally, um, and they follow Team USA. If you follow the MLL, you knew that um, Rob didn't renew his contract, and that his contract ran out at the end of last season. If you followed the MLL, you knew that he didn't come over to the uh, PLL because he was honoring his contract and playing it out. It's the same reason Lyle is still in the MLL. Mm-hmm. And it just it it doesn't make sense, you know, for for or you know, sorry, I'm getting off topic. Um, if if you followed it, you knew that, and then. Not too long ago, the Lizards put out their protection list. In February, before it, contracts it, it, were up. And Pennell's name wasn't on there. So you kind of tell yourself, well, he's either going to restructure his contract or he's coming over to the PLO. And, and literally knew. all his friends are in the PLO. So it's like, it's like, nah, he's not restructuring his contract. There's no, no reason. And everybody knew last year. That yeah. once his contract was done, he was going to come play with his boys he's in the, the PLL. He's the best attackman in the world. There's no reason why he shouldn't be in the PLL. And and then when they put out the teaser last mm-hmm. night, the the picture, the PLL Twitter put out that picture. I mean, it was it was like one of two things. Well, one of three things people yeah. were saying. Number one, people were like, oh. They're actually going to tell us the rest of the schedule. Which is coming Wednesday, so on Thursday we'll be able to dissect so we'll, uh, the schedule we'll, we'll for still, you. We'll still get that this week, so that is still happening. But that, Thank the Lord. But that picture was specifically not for that. Yeah, and everybody and anticipated then, that because the graphic said finally. Yeah, and then finally, so people said RP3, and then other people said Lyle, which shows you don't follow the MLL because you know Lyle's contract isn't done. Mm-hmm. Um. And we, we, we kind of touched on this before the show, so if that gets edited in, we'll, it'll be redundant. Or if not, it's just bonus content that we'll put out somewhere. Uh, Patreon. What's up? <laughs> um, but uh, what, what bothers you and I both about this video is like, who really says that stuff about Rob Pinnell? Nobody. They said, is he too old? Is he retiring? Where do he go? Is, Does is, he not want to play against the best? Jesus Christ. Like, Shut Rob, up. Rob is 30 years old. He's hitting, like, the peak of his prime. If you follow him on Instagram, like, you see he what he does in the gym. He's an absolute a beast. rat. Like, gym rat, for sure. 100%. Yeah. Like, he is. 100%. He, I watch his videos for motivation yoked. to go to the gym. Yeah. 100%. Because he's the, he's the uh, quintessential attackman. Mm-hmm. He, if you want to teach a player... He's like one of the how four. to play attack. I'd say he's one of one. You don't have to show anybody anybody else. You just dissect his highlights since college to now. The reason I love dodging from X and uh, doing question mark dodges at at the island to get shots off, or to, or a question mark to kind of fade away and open some space for a cutter and feed him with with a little wrist wrist pass. Is all because of this guy. Mm-hmm. I played attack, and I watched certain guys, and I always wanted to do the highlight plays and stuff like that. But when Rob started going through college, and I started watching him, and this was after I got out of high school, right? Um, 
this was closer to like the end of my high school career and into when I was just starting mm-hmm. to play in men's leagues and college and stuff like that. But um, when I wanted to improve as a player, he's one person I watched. I said, this guy is the best. And that was when he was in college. Mm-hmm. And, and he just continued to do that in the MLL with Team USA and, and now most likely in the PLL. And um, we were talking before the show. I just said if he somehow finds its way to at, to, to Atlas, the team is rigged. <laughs> the, the league is rigged. The, the, everything's rigged. It just doesn't make sense. And 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 Rabel puts up a a post today, uh, shooting to celebrate, shoot like shooting around with Rob. So he was like, uh, it was like a wholesome post. It was like uh, just like old times or yeah. something like that. And then um, uh, uh, Rob posts like. Great to be back. Yeah, like I get it. Like I think you guys are now, friends. Now and, that like, I hear you guys it, the all great to be back like, is like great to be back with you because they play yeah. together with the lizards. And, yeah, and I don't have a tinfoil hat on like right now. So like this is just me speculating. Yeah. And it like if it happens, and I mean you've got the co CEO on the like, founder of the, the league. founder, the co founder of the league on the team. I mean, plus he could, Rob he was do on Team USA, and if you look at Atlas, it's primarily Team USA. I'm just saying, if it happens, the league is rigged in some sort of way. But cheat codes on deck. You didn't hear that from me. Um, for the for those that don't know who Rob is, and if you don't know who Rob yeah, is, yeah, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B. <laughs> Rob's on Atlas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's a couple of of Rob's accolades throughout his entire career. College, fourth place all time for career NCAA points with 354. He was a 2013 Taylorton Trophy winner, two-time Lieutenant Raymond Enners Award winner in 2011-2013, two-time Jack Turnbull Award winner in 2010-2011, 2009 NCAA Division I Men's Lacrosse Championship finalist, three-time Ivy League Player of the Year in 2010-2011-2013, four-time first-team All-Ivy League his entire 2009, 2010-2011-2013, uh, 2011, he was an SB nominee for Best Collegiate Athlete. Uh, his MLL career single-season points record with 78. He was the MVP in 2018. Offensive Player of the Year twice in 2016-2018. He was the MLL Rookie of the Year in 2013. He was an All-Star every single year. He was in the MLL from 2013 to 2018. And he was an All-Pro 2014, 2015, 2016, and 2018. Also, member of Team USA in 2014 and 2018, all-world in both of those years, and he was the FIL most outstanding attackman in 2014. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I, you That's the whole book all. right there. That's the book on Rob. Uh, He's going to be a water dog. Yeah, go check my tweet Which out. Which makes me excited go because, out. you know, you look at how the PLL also markets some of these players. Rob's going to be the face of the water dogs yeah and and you pair him with some of the other guys on that team you know rob with yeah. connor kelly hey Wes andy Berg. copeland liked the tweet what a hero damn he didn't retweet it though. friend of the show he didn't retweet it <laughs> <laughs> dan i liked it too dan's the man he's on our <laughs> our list to uh get on the show soon <laughs> that's sick that's so funny um that's I want this I want this to pop. I know. Yo, I need digs to retweet it, man. <laughs> um but Rob with Connor Kelly with Westberg. 
I think it's a good fit. Yeah. Drenner. Drew Snyder. He's a good fit. Yeah. To Kier, be the face of the team. Kieran McCardle. And I think, I think like, there are – I don't think we're at the time in the PLL for there to be a super team. Mm-hmm. I don't think that any – Although Redwoods is shaping up that way. <laughs> I don't think that any team last year – was truly a super was a team. Super team, and I think the Redwoods are kind of not a super. There team. There were three. I think that the there Red- were three teams above everybody else. It yes. was Redwoods, Whip Snakes, and Chaos. And I think that this year, like you, you mentioned the Redwoods. I think that they're kind of at that Redwoods status that Redwoods were at last year, mm-hmm. or not Redwoods, uh, Whip Snakes. Excuse me. Yes, Whip Snakes had all the Maryland guys, big name, big hitters, right? And and they just came in and did their thing, mm-hmm. and and I think that that's kind of like yes, you've got K Teen and you've got Joe Walters, but they're more like vets. They're yeah, gonna, they're there. You, you can count on them, but like they're not your your. They guys, also now guys. have you've got Miles Jones at Sergio, you've got one of the best attack lines in the league. Yeah, now you have you're gonna have that attack line for the entire season now too, which I think yeah. is huge. And and I think they're at that. Uh, like they're one of our favorites for the title this year. They barely lost anybody in the expa- in the uh, expansion draft. But I don't think there's a super team. No, there's not a super team, and yet. we won't be really be able to assess that on paper until the college draft is done. So, so I don't think that I don't think that uh, because like we, we Redwoods don't have a faceoff guy right now. Yeah. that's like a clear cut. Like Jerry is, and that's a big red. Jerry's flag. great. That's a big red flag. But he's also. A veteran, like one hundred percent. That's they're a, definitely going to fill that faceoff need to be their long term guy somewhere. That's, that's a red flag for mm-hmm. for them to be a super team, right? I think that Rob doesn't end up on Atlas. I don't think that yeah. it's possible, and I think that honestly, if um, Paul wants this to be really good for the team or for the league, mm-hmm. he lets him go to a different team. Oh, he, yeah. he he doesn't say like, "Yo, both of our careers are." You know, on it's the, like how on Kyle Harrison's now. on Redwoods, right? Yeah, it's like we could still keep playing, right? We could play into our. It 40s. would be interesting. We could here. play to a forty, but let's do that later. You want to talk about if there go is do your thing on your team? A potential trade. Put Rob with Gutty. Oh, and Chrome moves up one spot. I mean, they need it. Put Rob with Gutty and Jordan Wolf. That could be and fun. And Ned Crotty. That could be fun. Or, uh, ooh. you know, Archers just lost their guy up the middle I mean, to look, the Water Dogs I mean, and Christian Cuccinello. I mean, Imagine look, Rob with... We could, you, can, you can talk... You can say... You can fit Rob... Rob with now. the bunk bed, boys. Listen, you could put Rob on any... Sink. Oh, absolutely. Well, oh, my God. Marcus Holman and Will Manny. With Rob just, right up the middle. <laughs> Say your prayers. Say Dog, la vie. The, the, the league's done it's if that's done. the case. But, no, like, you can – and this kind of is adding to my point. You can put Rob Pinnell on any attack line on any team in the league, and it just sounds even that much more dirty. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And 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 it, it, you, we can come up with some dream scenario. We can uh, we can do the PLL's uh, style of NBA trade simulator, you know, and everything works out in our minds, right? Can somebody develop that website? That'd be sick. Yo, PLL and, and trade machine? Credit us. Credit us. Come on board. We'll bring you on board with Credit the boys. Us. Yeah, you can be part of the squad. Um, but um, I really do think he's a water dog. Absolutely. I think, I think like, there's no it, way. It makes too much I sense. I don't think 
that the water dogs are stupid enough. Andy Copeland is not that stupid to trade no. that pick away with that happening. There's there's absolutely no way. Some team has to give a Godfather-esque offer. Offer. Something I'll give you an offer you can't refuse. Like that was god awful. I, I apologize. You, you help me. Bada bing bada boom. Yeah, like like it's gotta be some ridiculous yeah. offer. I don't think that happens. Me either. I don't think any coach is stupid enough to do that. I think Rob will look good in purple. Yeah, 100%. 100%. We got some contract extensions, too, today. Now that this domino's fallen, I think we're going to see a lot more yeah. of these come out because everyone knows, for the most part, most of the PLL contracts were one-year deals or two-year deals, with a few exceptions. Uh-huh. Um, but today, Chrome announced Max Tuttle signed a two-year contract extension. How do you feel being a, a Chrome guy with the Chrome back 2020 with Max Tuttle? You keep calling me a Chrome guy. God damn it. <laughs> um, uh, not bad. Not I bad. think it's a good sign. It's a good sign. To lock him in for two years, I think, is a, a good move for this Chrome team that's still trying to find their identity as a team and not yeah. just be Gutty and Jordan it, Wolf. It sucks when you got a coaching change like this. Yes. And I mean, they're not the only team, obviously, that has a new coach. Uh, the Archers have a new uh, coach. Atlas. Atlas. Atlas has a new coach. Atlas has a new coach, and then obviously Water Dogs being a new team. There's yeah. three new head coaches in the league. So, so you know, we've got new head coaches. Uh, teams are still finding identities. It was one season, and if it's a tough season, yeah, obviously you're going to have to figure some stuff out. So I don't think it's a bad move. It's a good yeah. move. Uh, you want You want to have some guys come back, and you want to make sure that you begin to structure a base mm-hmm. of the team. And I think and, Max and, was great for them last year. Yeah, 100%. In a, in a down season, the way Chrome were, like, were just trying to find themselves all year, I think Max was a bright spot for them, and yeah. for him to get rewarded I think is huge. Yeah. The homie, Wes Berg, you got to come on the podcast, first of all. Yeah, Wes, get on here. Second of all, he gets a three-year contract extension with his new squad, the Water Dogs. Look, I, I, it, why do you think he signed on for so long? He's ready. Because Rob Pinnell's coming to the Water Dogs. Rob and Wes. Isn't Wes Berg like... Wes is 26, I'm pretty sure. Isn't he just balling out in the NLO right now? He is hooping with San Diego. Yeah, like, and as soon as he got to Redwoods last year, and you know he wasn't really playing with Chrome, balling out he too, balling with Redwoods. Yeah, Wes will be twenty-seven in April. Yeah, he's in the prime of his career. Yeah, why do you think he signed that contract extension? Three years though is massive in terms of professional lacrosse, no matter where you play. Yes, um, but that also just speaks to the player that he's, Wes he's is. There, and, he's with them till he's thirty. Yeah, and Andy Copeland's you know faith in a guy like Westberg to be a a big piece of this puzzle for this new expansion team. So shout out to Westberg, and then uh, Mister Incredible Mark Lassini signed a two year contract extension with Chaos. He was great for them last year. I think he's a great locker room presence. Also playing in San Diego with Westberg this year in the NLL. I think Mark Lassini signing back with Chaos is a big piece, especially since they were the most ravaged team by the expansion draft. You um, think? I definitely think so. More than uh, Whips? Yes. Because I think Whips will be able to recover and, and fill in pieces with guys from the college draft and from the entry draft, where overall, you know, Whips are whips still have their entire defense intact to help them win that championship. Chaos has like seven attack. Right. 
but they lost pieces from every single part of their team. I think they got Fair. smacked hard. Fair point. Uh, you know, I also think Kyle McClancy and Archers got some pretty big hits. Oh too. yeah, Christian Cuccinello getting taken from Archers. Atlas lost a ton of guys, but I think Chaos just overall losing guys like Kyle McClancy, Charlie Cipriano. They're going to have to find. Not that it's going to be difficult per Charlie, se. But Charlie was a big one. Sergio Salcedo now coming in to replace Miles Jones is going to be you know a I don't new think, task. I don't think that hurts the team. I, I don't think, think it hurts. hurts. It's just a new way that they kind of have to assemble how they move. If Sergio works on his outside shooting, yes, I mean, that'll help them so much. Glassini though, he's captain or uh, Mister Incredible, because Dom, if you look at Mark Glassini, looks like. Mr. Incredible. Put the mask on him. It's a done deal. I can't tell like I can't tell if he's like old or young. Like I'm pretty sure Mark's around our age. He looks like he's like thirty eight. <laughs> <laughs> but the way he dressed yeah, he he like graduated two thousand sixteen All American. Yeah. yeah. Like, yo. But look at him. Looks just like Mr. Incredible. He looks... I, no disrespect, Mark. No disrespect. But, like, we're, like, 26, right? So, like, we're getting older. Oh, yeah. We're getting older. It's hitting. But you look like you've been coaching, like... <laughs> Stop, dude. <laughs> he does not have that defined of a jawline. He's Mr. Incredible. But, uh... When, they, when Disney does... The oh, the CGI live hop action off. on Disney Plus hashtag not a sponsor hop off Mark Lucini's gonna star as Mister Incredible oh, hop off but, <laughs> but but uh my man looks like he's won like five state championships with like a lacrosse Been team a presidency yeah, like yo like what the hell man where did he go to school uh, he went to Yale that's why. The academics put too much stress on him. Grinding the midnight oil. Shit, I was a math major in school. Look at all the gray hair I have now. Like, yo, shout out, Mark. He's the man. <laughs> um, Certified fitness trainer and nutritionist. Nice. He's nice. Come hell or high water. Mark Lucini's going to be doing that for the next two years with chaos. Nice. Big pickup for them. I'm sure now that the Rob announcement happened, I would not be shocked if by this we by the end of this week we find out the list of guys that are going to be in the entry draft um it's going to be very interesting to just see that list finally cuz i think once we get a, a a grasp on who is on that list we can start to do like a mock draft and kind of piece together okay this guy would fit well here this guy belongs here you know could this guy be drafted and then traded to fit in a better scheme it's yeah it's all about seeing that entry draft list. Yeah. When we get it, who knows? Hopefully it's by the end of this week. But uh, it's going to be wild. These next, This next week or two in the PLL is going to be absolutely absurd. I'm sorry. I just saw something on Twitter. I got to show you after the show. I can't talk <laughs> about it on here. Uh, we've got something in the works, guys. Which is why you should be following us on social media at OTB Laxpod on oh Twitter and Instagram. Uh, that something in the works is a potential new sponsor of the show, and we are pumped. Let's not talk about anything. But 
to see that announcement when and if it happens, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at OTBLaxPod. Follow Dom on Twitter at Wash Lifestyle. Follow me ahead of ourselves. on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Speed. And subscribe to the podcast Total on speed. Apple Podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Give us your thoughts on Rob officially making the jump to the PLL. Who do you think is going to be next? Your thoughts on these contract extensions. Your thoughts on the NLL standings in action. Anything that comes to mind, drop it in the podcast reviews. Get us to our milestones. 50 and a hundo. You know what goes down. And if you don't have an iPhone, check us out on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud. Not SoundCloud. Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, the TuneIn app, iHeartRadio. Keep going. Radio.com. Keep going. Anchor, wherever Keep you get going. your podcasts. <laughs> we are there. Remember when we used to be on SoundCloud? Not this pod, but like when we used to be on SoundCloud. Oh, network. yeah. Main pod is still there. The main pod is still there. Yeah. This pod used to be on SoundCloud. We're not on SoundCloud no more. We made the jump because of you crazy animals that listen to this podcast and brought us this wild success. We want to reach everybody. We're doing just that. So keep the reviews coming. Yeah, and, the shows uh, keep getting better and better, too. For sure. Hell of a show today. Absolutely absurd. Shout out Rob Pinnell. Drop a five-star review letting Rob know he needs to come on the pod. Let Rob Pinnell know he's got to come on the pod in your five-star review. I just came from coaching. Yo, yeah, yo, I got to talk about this. <laughs> I got to talk about this. Sorry. Talk this to is, him real quick. Bonus content. Yo, today has been a long stay, dude. I got out of bed. I went to work at 6.30 this morning. Got done. Coached girls because I coach at Millville High School, uh, assistant coach uh, for the girls lacrosse team. So I coached till about 5 o'clock. I had to run back home because, yo, check this out. So I went for my youth league meeting. Uh, It was down in Ocean City. Did you see my tweet? On like Saturday, yes. so you saw my car. Yes, I. You did. saw what happened to my tire. It Dog got eaten alive. I had a pothole, and it looks like freaking one of those things from. Uh, it looks like the Riptide's mascot had an afternoon snack. It looks like one of those things from a quiet place, like oh, facts. just went right into the tire and like took a took a big ass chunk out of there. So I had to put it in the shop. I had to go pick that up after practice today, and then run back over to Millville to coach the youth. Boys, youth, teaching them face-offs today and stuff like that. So um, uh, we did that, and I got done that, came over here. I still haven't been home. I haven't eaten anything all day. I went to Wendy's for breakfast on my free period. F's in the chat. Yo, no no F's in the chat. Dub's in the chat for the Wendy's breakfast, yo. <laughs> Wendy's breakfast? Yo, have you had it? I have not. It's that new stuff, right? They just slapped an egg on a Baconator? No. No, <laughs> it's it's not a burger, though. It's a, it's a sausage patty. Uh, They've got square sausage patties. Not surprised. Wendy's but, not a but sponsor. Yo. yo. Dog. <laughs> There's one thing Is I haven't tried. There's one. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> There's one thing I haven't tried there. Uh, it's the uh, it's the chicken biscuit, but it's got this honey butter oh, yeah, on it. I saw it, it looks on the commercial. So good, but I haven't gotten it just because the I'm a big sausage, egg, and cheese guy. Mm-hmm. I'm a big SEC guy. And uh, a big croissant guy, and they got one with like this Swiss cheese sauce. It's not. It says Swiss, so I thought it was gonna be like a slice of melted Swiss. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's like a sauce, and you bite into it and it you got lost in out. the sauce. I got lost in the sauce. <laughs> Yo, and then they give you like steak fried, like uh, home fries, uh, 
hash brow, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call them. But when it drips out, you dip them in. Mm. Yo, I'm t- next level. I got, <laughs> I got the breakfast baconator. Okay, it's nothing special. They put it on a burger bun. Uh-huh. You've got the bacon. You've got the egg. You've got the slice of cheese. You've got the sausage. It's, it's good. Mm-hmm. But it's not like this croissant. This croissant is heavenly, dog. <laughs> this croissant is heavenly. It's like a puffy cloud of just wonderfulness. And they use like, and you can tell it's real egg. So it's like, it's actually like decent breakfast. Right. It's really not bad. Better than like going to McDonald's or like going to Taco, Taco Bell. It can rival Taco Bell. Taco Bell breakfast is good. I'm a big, big Chick-fil-A breakfast guy. What do you get? I get the chicken biscuit. And the it, big one or the mini ones? The, the number one on the breakfast. Uh, okay, yeah. It hits different in the morning. The mini ones, the sweet rolls. The mini ones the, are good, too. The mini too. sweet roll ones with yeah. the chicken nuggets. Those are fire. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten them in a while. because Chick-fil-A I go, breakfast. I've gotten a sausage, egg, and cheese there before, too. Like the, I said, big SEC guy. The chicken in the morning, I don't know what it is. I don't know That's if it's That's why just, I got to go to Wendy's and try to biscuit. I don't know if the... The chicken in the morning is just like something for the endorphins or something. <laughs> but this man, honey, this honey butter biscuit, like bake it, like b- breakfast chicken sandwich thing looks sick. I haven't tried. I was gonna try it today. I went to Wendy's today, and I was like, I looked at it, but then I looked at the looked at the sausage. <laughs> Here, I was like, Ooh. let let let's let the listeners do this real quick. Uh, we'll figure out a day. Yeah, we will get. Yeah. Both sandwiches, Chick-fil-A, Wendy's. We'll go live on Twitch. Let's do it on a weekend. Yeah. We'll do a little review. I'm down. Let us know if you want that content. I'm definitely down. <laughs> I am definitely down. We're going to have to film the vlog, too. We're going oh, to have to make a vlog. Put it on Instagram. IGTV stuff. Twitch stuff. Dog, we need... Yes. Please. And thank you. We're plotting and scheming. Uh... But like we said, subscribe to the pod. Yeah. Keep the numbers going. Yeah. We're doing numbers because of you guys. You make this whole operation <laughs> run. Check out our design tree storefront, dsgentry.com. Search outside the box. Use the promo code SPRING20 for 20% off yeah, your entire order. And like we always say, Connor Field's dad and now Blaze Reardon's dad and on the way, Matt Rambo's dad are going to be rocking our merch. <laughs> Speaking into existence, lad. I, I talked to, to Rambo's dad after the game on Saturday. He oh, was like, say less. Let's make it happen. Uh, you know, you see that mad little... lads and lax dads. <laughs> the tagline that we used last time. Yes. It's coming full force. Yes. I'm all about embracing that. So, till later this week when we have the full PLL schedule that will break down. Might have a guest on the show. And who knows what the hell else is going to happen in the world of lacrosse. But we got you covered. This has been episode number 117 of the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Dom, I'm Kyle. We are signing off. Peace.